It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Hey, guys, I'm Jason Momoa from Hawaii and Iowa. <laughs> wow. Hawaii? Uh, guys, Jason Momoa is in the studio. He's here. Look at handsome as ever. I, uh, like, I like the water. Yeah. Yep, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I love your tattoos. This is all I can, Thank I, you. Yeah, I love your tattoos. And Sitting your here without a shirt on. Long hair. I didn't I didn't really like how much you, you hugged Heidi Gardner at the end of the That's You know, it's fine. Hey. It's fine. It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. It's okay. um, I'm just joking. He, didn't really, he was a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, I, I didn't love the episode, but this we'll episode it. of SNL, yeah, maybe not so much. <laughs> maybe not so much. I kept on waiting. I waited and waited because I'm a I'm a patient little Nelly, but yes. it didn't didn't happen for me. I uh, well, you know what? We'll, we'll get into it. But nope, yeah, I want to get into it now. Jason Momoa hosted this episode. Let's have a ten second podcast of We're season. Done. It was fine. Oh boy, uh, of season forty nine <laughs> of Saturday Night Live. Uh, musical guest was Tate McRae, someone I was not familiar with. Still not until this episode. <laughs> I watched a little bit of her musical stuff. She's I watched old. Why, Brad? Why? So there, uh, uh, she, she's a pretty lady. <laughs> she's a pretty lady. She's, what is she? T- she's like t- she's twenty one. Oh, I don't know. I didn't even. Look, so I, didn't, I mean, days. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, not everyone today. is as old as you, though. I, I, I mean, she is twenty. There you go. Oh my god! But yeah, like it's honestly the one thing I've noticed is there's a trend in voices right now where a lot of the like, and then it happens depending on generations. But like a lot of the the big female stars right now, as far as singers, have like a voice that is very similar to Olivia Rodrigo's. It's kind of like the hot thing right now, where it's like it's it's just, I can't I don't know how to describe it. Like as far as like what the the tone is, but like you know it when you hear it. Yeah, it's yeah. like a certain way of how they're they're singing, and it's uh, you know what though I, I I won't I won't hate on Olivia Rodrigo. No, no, I, she, I think she great. writes some bangers. She, I like no, she's She's a great songwriter. She's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But there's just, it's a trend right now, that, yeah, that kind of yeah. vocal style. I feel like that's always how it happens, though, when you have somebody like Olivia Rodrigo that kind of took the industry by storm. Yeah. And then you're going to have the Jessica Simpsons that come after, right? She, did yeah. She do, did she do Friday? Was that her song? That was Rebecca Black. Oh. Okay. I don't know anything about female singers. Yeah. I don't think about about or male singers. Singers in general. Yeah. yeah. Music. No, music is not your yeah, thing. It's really not, guys. Audio. I'm more of a visual learner. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> no. Unless we're talking about books, then it's pure audio. <laughs> That's um, the words. I but, don't like the words. But yeah, Jason Amo hosted this episode, and we will get to him in just a second. But first, let's start with that cold open. Boo. Oh, my <laughs> God. Why? God, just stop. I don't know why they do what they do, but hey. hey actually, we, can, we, we can all agree that Mikey Day's Joe Biden is terrible, right? I don't care. That's the thing. I just don't care. Hey, can we... Can it's we, not. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's a, it's an impression though. It's it's not anything. It's, nobody's rewriting the, the 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 book here. It's bad though. It's Let's bad. take this back though, real quick, oh. because I've got a couple questions for you guys. You want to talk about the commercials before the show? Yeah, if we can. <laughs> what did you guys see before the show? I had a commercial oh, for. Oh, you really just, just, just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa was on SNL before. You yeah. guys know this, correct? Yes, four times. No. Oh, well, he hosted once. Yes, he cameoed twice. Do you guys remember which? Oh Little, tri- little trivia bit for you. Oh, good for little, you, A little trivia bit. I wanted to get that out. Yeah, like, I, d- I can't even remember like when it would be, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, October 26, 2019, what was that show? I really wish one of you guys were like a Rain Man savant for like- I know, right? You know? October 26. <laughs> it's a Halloween episode of 2019. It was, it was uh, the David Epps pumpkin. Yeah, was, uh, yes, was yes. It? I think uh, uh, Chancellor Rapper, didn't he do a David S. Pumpkins? No. He did some Halloween stuff, and I cannot remember. He did, he did do some Halloween stuff, and I cannot remember. Where's Jason Momoa in that episode? 
Chance the Rapper was the musical guest as well, and uh, Momoa introduced oh, him. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which okay. I, I really wonder why, and I don't know what the connection there is, but he did. They're probably just buddies. Um, And then another one. Ladies and gentlemen, Chance the Rapper. A year That's later, it? he cameoed as well. Okay. In the October 10th, 2020 show, which is my birthday, by the way, October 10th. Um, host that was an at-home episode. Bill Burr was the host, and... He filmed a cameo in the sketch, Enough is Enough, with, um, I think it was Beck Bennett or Mikey Day, where uh, they're talking on a phone, and Jason Momoa does this thing where he's like, lose my number. Um, and that uh, was an at-home episode, right? It was an at-home. Yeah. yeah, they were still doing at-home episodes, but he he filmed a cameo for that one. So well, it's technically his fourth episode. Well, he's almost going to uh, Let's say this, his fourth no, appearance. No, on Five-timers no. club, coming up next. No, that's not how that works, but... It, Ugh. All right, let's get into it. Biden cold open. Biden panda cold open. Why? Biden panda cold open? Yeah, there's a panda in it. I know, but is that what they called it? I feel like there's a... Can they get more How creative? else would you describe it? But, <laughs> that I mean, is true. Oh, sorry. A bad panda <laughs> right. Biden cold open. President Joe Biden portrayed by Mikey Day and a panda bear played by Bo and Yang. I mean, a little racist. Answered questions from <laughs> reporters. Andrew Dismukes, James Austin Johnson, Punky Johnson, Ego Wodum. Marcelo Hernandez, Molly Carney, and Michael Longfellow after a meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does not like that, does he? <laughs> no, he does not. Uh, so I told you guys last week, I didn't dislike that political cold open because it was different, right? They did the Trump thing where the candidates were on the stage and they all froze and Trump commented on each of the candidates. Right. And I thought that was a... At least it was least a different thing. Different. It was a yeah. different thing. This is we're going to get political cold opens until business, the election next year and months after. Business as usual. So, what did you guys think of this one? I, I, don't, know, I thought it was actually really good. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, it was awful. It's. I, <laughs> it was just terrible. It wasn't. It wasn't funny. I. I. I don't know what they're doing. No, they, they were missing a bit in there, and I think it was the comedy. I just like 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 are they really still doing things where they just say you're old? That's one of the jokes they did. Yeah. Was just saying that he was old. Like yeah, he's an old man. Most they, of the presidents have been old men. Know, like know, shut the fuck up they, with they, it. Listen, they've got a, they've only got a week. It's just uh, But do you think they do some of those jokes? I sometimes wonder because there's some pressure to be kind of both sides a little bit. Like, hey, 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 we make fun of Biden, too. And one of the ways to make fun of Biden is obviously he is old as dirt. You know, um, you know what? You that, know, honestly, do you know what? Uh, here's my pitch for the next cold open where Biden's in there. They're planning his funeral and deciding who's going to run in 2028. Like, that's funny to me because he will be dead while by he's then. still alive, yeah. though. Like he's, plan- he's in the room planning. Like it, he's yeah. You know, with them, like we've got to talk about this and like go go for it. Then if you're going to say he's old, make a real joke. Like make that's a that's a dark like, fucking joke. Yeah, exactly. Go, go make it a it. dark thing. Make make it, it something that's a little like pump like up, you said, pump something in there. Oh, man. Biden's old. Haven't heard that one before. Hey, would that you like to new. would you like to undo everything that you did diplomacy wise in that meeting by with one word? Yes. Oh, okay. That's the that's what he really did. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Just uh, just don't do these fucking sketches at the top of the show. Like it's like seriously. How much do you think that Lauren is really just pushing? Like it's it's like nope. It's got to be that. And these writers don't give a shit about politics, and they don't know anything about politics. And so they they don't care about it. Well, they, they clearly know about politics, but yeah, it's just they, like there's just right. There's the, some of the greatest comedy political writers I think in the country on this show, right? Because they they that sh- can't be possible. No, they show it on Weekend Update. I mean, those I think are sure, the that's best. fine. They did a joke on Weekend Update to cut cut a little bit to this because this is relevant to this is making fun of Joe Biden's age, and they said 
who is older than Israel itself. That was a great joke. I had never thought of it before. That's yeah. that's great. That's a, that's a great way to make so fun of his age. Is it just that they all pool their resources to come up with that one joke? And there are different writers. They're different team of writers. Um, yeah, weekend update writers only work on weekend update. But I just think that hey, it's, weekend update. Uh, lend a hand to the to yeah. the cold opens. <laughs> it's it's interesting because like with with Donald Trump, you had the problem of. Everything that's happening in his administration is so ridiculous that it's very difficult to lampoon. Mm-hmm. With Biden, you have a thing where nothing ridiculous is happening and makes it really hard to find something to joke about, which is, I think, why they're doing it. Like, he's, look how old he is. So, or to, they want to make it ridiculous, so, oh, and to, it's not that ridiculous. To, to, right. to piggyback off that, though, Brad, I think it goes a step further because what used to be a faux pas that you could play for laughs on SNL is now normal right. and is not outlandish at all. Yeah. So when they bring it up, well, that's just not funny. Yeah. And we've got. But they to the still point, do that. I know. Which so so, you, but that that formula does not work anymore. Yeah. And for some reason, they haven't they haven't decided that it, it won't work. Yeah. And like and and it's it's so interesting too because like SNL would do that, but they would do it in a way that made it satirical or funnier. Like George W. Bush never said the word strategy. And that's something that people remember and always associate with George W. Bush because of Saturday Night Live. It's my favorite George Bush interview where he says he got in an argument. George Bush himself says, uh, you know, sir, you didn't say that word. He goes, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Like he started believing he said the word because, again, SNL did such a great job. The same thing. I think they did a couple Palinisms that were like that as well, yeah. where she didn't really say no, the thing. I can see Russia from my house. Yeah is not a verbatim thing that she said, right. but they were clever enough to spin it into a phrase that we're still talking about fucking 15 years later. Yeah. So so Mikey Biden, good Biden, bad Biden. I just don't I don't It's bad. I don't I don't I don't, I don't like know it. that it's bad. It's just it not, is. It's I don't just, I don't think he's doing any he's we we can all do this impression. Okay, if okay, he what? puts a makeup uh yeah, it's me, Joe Biden. And uh, I want to talk to you. I think you got to be a little slower. A little slower. Right, right, right. I got my, here's mine. Here's mine. I like. I want to talk to you about it, doing and presidential stuff. And you, you got it. You got. You got to. He, he does a little bit of a an accept, like. And then I, I go in a, and I got. He, yeah. he does that thing. He's got. Yeah. He's got. Just like he that. does that. Yeah. It's almost creepy. Yeah. Right. It is creepy. Right. Yeah. I, I was I was talking to my friend the other day. It's just weird. Oh, your sounds like a creepier old man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you want some candy, little girl? That's not a, that's not Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, let me smell your hair. Bad yeah, cold just, open. And, we and got a bad cold open. Let us say again. Love all the cast. Yeah, love all say, the writers. If if anybody from the show actually listens to our podcast, do you think that, that, that we hate them? Like I don't. I, I love them. No, I don't even hate Mikey I, Day, I, even though I think his impression is bad. Sorry, Mikey. I, no, I I have so much respect for them. So much. I just wonder why how it's just gone gone off the rails so much with the cold opens. You know, mm-hmm. I want it to be better. I want like I know how how hard that must be to come up with comedy like that. It must be almost impossible because it's it's not happening. Yeah, I, I I want I want to laugh at those again. I just don't think that SNL has found that path of uh, the new formula that's going to be required now that things are so bombastic in general that you can't just take uh, the the misspelling of potato. And make it the weirdest thing in the world, and like Dan Quayle is played for laughs. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, anymore. the level of absurd you had to do in the '90s and early 2000s <laughs> is, bar is, is so different low now. So compared now, perhaps, perhaps let some of the great absurdest people on the show take a stab at Weekend Update or at, at uh, Cold Open. You know, give Sarah, give Smukes, give the Smukes, give Sarah Sherman, give the the Please Don't Destroy guys, give them that slot and see what they can do. I would love to see that. Can't hit hey, make it political somehow if you want, if that's what Lauren wants. 
but I want you guys to come up with it. And I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I think that you're right. There's got to be some kind of like better absurd shake it up a little bit. To it. Shake it up. Yeah. Shake it up. And like I said, I thought last week was a little bit better because it was something different. Yeah. Um, but still, figure that out. Still not great. All right, moving on. Monologue by Jason Momoa, the host for the second time. Jason Momoa discusses his accomplishment of portraying Aquaman and achieving his childhood dream of becoming a marine biologist. He also expresses his ambition to preserve the cleanliness of the Earth's ocean. Now, now, Ben, you hate you hate environmentalism. So talk about what you thought of when he said that. Let me just put my plastic straw back in my drink. <laughs> um, let me ask you a real question. Do you think that the writers... We're on strike for this monologue. Just forgot to write a monologue. <laughs> and then they were like, Jason Momoa. And he comes out, he's like, guys, there's nothing on the cue cards. And he just had to vamp for a few I, minutes. I, I do. Because yeah. that's exactly, it's yeah. so disjointed. If there was no comedy, uh, we get it. You love life. Okay. Yeah. What, I, what the fuck is going on I here? would love life if I, if I was Jason But it's Momoa. just, it was so goddamn weird. Yeah. I wrote this in my review that it felt like he was coming off of, coming up with it off the top of his head. Seriously. Like, I I, I don't understand. Like, they, there was no real monologue. No. He, it was like, they just said, hey, just go out there and talk about your life and what you're doing. Uh, okay. But not, but don't be specific. Yeah. You know, yeah, you talked about the water bottle company and that's fine. And you're an Aquaman man. What else? What? Yeah, it was so weird, and it was so sh- I couldn't believe how short it was. I was like, "What? What? That was that was it?" I just looked at my wrist, by the way, for those who can't yeah. watch us. I, I just, I just, <laughs> so, who's not watching on our video stream? <laughs> it was such a disjointed like pause for applause that didn't really happen when he like he was thinking that he was going to get these big applause breaks on like I love life. So yeah. he'd pause and wait, and then it didn't happen. And then he'd start to talk, but then the audience would start to clap a little bit. And it got weird. Yeah, how? Do, what the fuck was that? I, I I've never seen a more uh, like a weirder monologue. There was no point to it. It was so strange. It was under three minutes. Yeah, it was really short. That's how short this was. Yeah, it was really short. Maybe they just forgot. No, they don't forget it. Maybe they had a bigger plan. In too many sketches. Maybe they had like maybe like the camel that they were going to use died, and they were all shit. Yeah, you do wonder. Or there was something that they were hoping that would work out, and at the end it just didn't. So, so they, they had just like they just went the with a hey, be charming and do your thing, right? It's um, weird. I mean, it it, it wasn't like. He tried and he failed. He didn't really do anything, but he was still charming. Well, Jason Momoa is going to be charming. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, if you run into my mom, uh, you know, she's still recovering from my birth. Yeah. Like that, that, that was a, that that was a clever joke. joke. But other than that, what the hell was that? It was just so freaking weird. Yeah. Not, not, it was not a great way to, to have the show begin, quote unquote. I mean, the cold open already started bad, but like, this is where like kind of a fresher opening and like it kind of sets the stage for the night and it just, ugh. Ugh. And Mo is a kind of guy that also seems like he would try anything. So yes. he would be a fun one to yes. do some musical stuff or whatever on that. And we'll circle back to that because I've got a couple. I've got a couple things to say. <laughs> I've got a couple <laughs> notes. Oh, interesting. I've got I a do, couple though. notes. I do have a couple notes though. I just and, and it's probably going to sound a little notes. a little pretentious. So circle back for that later, boys. Old timey movies. Two film critics played by Heidi Gardner and Bowen Yang attempt to watch a black and white film featuring an actor portrayed by Michael Longfellow. However, they are constantly interrupted by two men, Mikey Day and Jason Momoa. The sketch also includes appearances by Marcelo Hernandez, Chloe Feynman, and Keenan Thompson at different points. What did uh, you guys think of this? Well, first, let's clarify uh, the the premise of the sketch a little bit. They're not just watching an actor. Uh, they're watching L. Frank Baum, the writer of The Wizard of Oz, yes. uh, writing on a bench. And it's like it's supposed to be like a vintage clip. Yeah, th- th- this is supposed to be a point in real history. Yes, right? correct. I didn't hate this sketch at all. I thought that I thought that the premise was very solid. Like, that's a really clever thing to write about. What if you got footage of 
old timey, and we did it live action where you were just they're, they're making very fast movements like it is shot at a slow frame rate. So the actors have to act like they're going really fast. It's such a clever premise. It did it work a hundred percent? No, but I really, I really thought what they did with it was okay. It could have been better, but man, I was, I was definitely entertained when I was watching it. Yeah, some of the physical pacing wasn't the best, but that's uh, got to be really hard to do, though. For honestly. sure, for sure. And the, but like, I one of the things I think did did enhance it was that production design touch of doing the black and white filter with yep. the the grainy film film style for it. And that that fast pace, like that movement, it really did make it better than what otherwise would have been. It was a nice. I also, extra I touch. did like that they they thought ahead enough to be like, "This is a very famous writer." Is this a scene where he writes this, and then it gets interrupted again? Right, mm-hmm. and it constant. So that's another layer that I'd really uh, liked about this. They, I, would, I actually wish I wish that there was actually because it's funny that they're being interrupted, but I I almost wish that there were touch points and references of things that they were doing that did actually end up influencing Wizard of Oz something sure. like that where like yeah. what like finding out that something ridiculous like inspired certain elements of that that would have been funny. That that's a kind of clever way of 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 weaving it in there. I also thought that this could be something that they do bring back and may, maybe they evolve it or you know kind yeah. of do some things with other you know major characters or other major yeah, authors. Yeah, I think that you could do um, this again and I would be interested to see what they do. But I, I do like that 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 kind of element to it, Brad. That's a great idea. Where yeah. It, how something surprising origins, something, something something dumb says influences the thing, and you've got that character in there now, or yeah. something like that. So, um, Wizard of Oz would be a great one because you can do. There's so many like uh, vir- virtues and vices that you can demonstrate yeah, exactly. in the comedy yeah. that end up with the characters. So yeah, not not bad, but not great. I thought it was. I was. It was. It was above average. And I think again has the ability to I think you can workshop it into a ongoing type of sketch. I was entertained the whole time and I laughed a couple of times. I, I give it I give it a good rating. I, I did like how gleeful Jason Momoa was every time mm-hmm. he was on screen doing stuff. Yeah, like that he, was really he, funny. He was great. He's fun to watch. He is. He, he loves SNL clearly and he loves also, hamming did, it up. I did like uh, Bowen uh, when it was like, oh, and now they think they're ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's, I, I, oh, the other thing I liked about the sketch, actually, is the unnecessary cattiness of Bowen Yang's character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I didn't bring the clip at all. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, of, of course, course I, brought I brought the clip. Yeah. All right. So it sounds like you actually liked the sketch. <laughs> I mean, I liked parts of it. Oh, my God. I didn't dislike it either. I didn't say I disliked it. I liked it. It's sketch. definitely not the worst. Yeah, I, I like this. I like the sketch. Certainly not the worst. All right, moving on. Pre-tape. That was the monologue. <laughs> Rome song. Uh, written by Rosebud Baker, Dan Bullitt, and Shooter Seidel. Um, I, I, I want to say we don't always read who it's written by because oftentimes we find out who it was written by based on the actual sketch writers. They'll put it on their Instagram or on Twitter um, that this was written by this person. Usually it's like Shooter Seidel. Well, hey, uh, shout out to Rosebud Baker for writing this or something like this. Yeah. And so by the time we actually record they're not known or sometimes the sketches never actually get out there where who yeah. wrote them. So we try to read them if we know it, if we find it, but we don't always. So this one was written by Rosebud Baker, Dan Bullitt, and Streeter Seidel. A group of women portrayed by Ego Wodum, Punky Johnson, and Chloe Trost are wondering what their partners, Jason Momoa, Keenan Thompson, and Mikey Day are thinking. This kind of goes along with that, that modern like question about women saying that their husbands or their boyfriends or are always thinking of Rome. I don't get that. I never think of Rome. Yeah, this is this, this something I'm missing. This was a viral thing that happened back in uh, September, uh, where it's about a month. Do month you guys always think of Rome? I don't. No. This, so, so like what, ladies, when this was right? going on, my fiance Brittany had asked me. She's like, "Hey, this is the thing that's going on TikTok right now. Like, how often do you think about Rome?" And I was like, 
I don't know, almost never, probably. <laughs> yeah, why, why would I? But it seemed like what, what was happening was it was a lot of like kind of bros and stuff like that, or like, oh yeah, like at least once a week or something like that, and like like they and talking like, about yeah, it'd, be, it'd be what battling in a coliseum. Oh, dude, I think about that like once a week. It'd be awesome to be a gladiator. Yeah, it's it's, it's things. They're like, not though. They're lying because it becomes a thing. It's thing things like that, and so but. Uh, this was an amusing sketch. I thought it was solid, a decent, decent rap. Uh, Jason Momoa's presence, his physical presence, kind of worked for this kind of thing. Yeah, sure, but at the same time, he's a little bit of a bro. It's also like, why didn't you guys do this a month ago? Yeah, yeah. you know, because like we've had I what five episodes, and you know, and maybe like they were just waiting for the right person to do it, and they didn't feel like they had uh, it. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it just feels like total bro. It felt stale because it of did. that, you know. Yeah, I I knew immediately what they were doing. Yeah, as soon as I saw Mikey Day looking out the window, I was like, oh. He's thinking about Rome, and this is going to be about and, like a Rome and thing. And as soon as I saw that, uh, they started Rome. My first thought was like, but didn't that happen like a month ago? That month and a half ago? It's it's almost like two yeah. months ago. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like when you have a sketch show like Saturday Night Live that is done in a week and it's it's able to be so relevant and timely. Why would you reach back to something that like is not in the zeitgeist anymore? You know, like no one's talking about that. So anymore. that just makes me think that even though it is written in a week, this is an idea that was started two right. months ago, and they've just kind of been nurturing it along, and now it's finished, and now we can use it. Yeah, because it happened uh, when the the show was still off the air. You know, so they did this once last year where they they pulled in a thing and did a sketch on it that was like same thing. It was like two months too late. And there was nothing wrong with the sketch. I can't remember what it was, but I, I do remember that. There was nothing wrong with it. It was just the moment had passed. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's with the comedy for this, the moment had passed. You have to you have to hit on it, right? right. Sometimes it's like it's like when you're at a, a at an event and you get back in your car and you think, I should have said that. That would have been funny yeah. if I would have said that. Well, you can't go back in there and say the thing. The moment's gone, and I feel like that's what this was. Try it sometimes. <laughs> it works more often than you think. See what happens. Um, the execution of this was fine. The the performance were great. the The sketch itself was not bad. No, the one thing I did appreciate that I think that they I think that they maybe knew that like this is kind of an old thing is they did kind of freshen it up a little bit by having the extra things at the end like the astrology mm-hmm. and the stuff like that. So that was like a, a nice touch. M- made it a little bit more evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Nightclub line. Two bouncers, played by Jason Momoa and Marcelo Hernandez, judge people's appearances, portrayed by Chloe Feynman, Sarah Sherman, and Michael Longfellow as they enter a club. What'd you guys think of this one? Next. So, yeah, didn't love this. So didn't love I, it at all. I, 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 the saving grace a little bit. Uh, I do like Jason Momoa, just character, just not getting it. And just, you are a, a, an ugly person. That made me laugh the first time he said it, and it got me. But then no escalation, no nothing. It was just stupid. Yeah. It, it was not good. No. And like I, I, Jason Momoa's Scarface impression wasn't doing it for me either. Um, I just, yeah, this, 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 it, felt, it, it, I love like the writers, sketch. love the show so much. It felt very lazy to me, honestly. Yeah. It, it felt did. like a sketch that I would have loved if it was on all that when I was a kid. Yep. Like, that like that was it, you know. I mean, it's just it's such a basic. Are you blaming premise. Keenan for this? <laughs> um, it's and this wasn't the first time this happened in, or I mean, this wasn't the only time this happened in this episode either. There are like there are a, a couple sketches where I was like, this is such you, a lazy basic premise. I don't even know why yep. it's happening. Did I don't remember? Did either one of you guys like the towel boy sketch? I don't think I did. Oh, you're talking about the one from the Michael B. Jordan yes. episode. Did you like it? I did. I actually did. So I remember liking it. I, I and maybe I can be uh, listened to on the podcast. And it was the worst sketch of the. <laughs> but I yeah. remember. Hey, don't ever listen to our old. That it was. Please. It was pr- pretty good. And I think that this is the same sketch, ish. 
Yeah. Where it's Marcelo Hernandez and he is definitely a uh, Hispanic and they're having somebody who doesn't speak Spanish also do a Spanish or a, a Mexican accent or, or a Dominican accent. And it just doesn't work, obviously, because he's not that good at it. But instead of it being like charming at all, it just was repetitive. And, and this time it was boring. Yeah, it just didn't work. It was it was not a good sketch all around. I didn't enjoy it. And myself. it's pretty early for that type of sketch. There too, were no, no, like no it towels. Was, either. It was not a just, hey, we're going to. Sometimes I feel like some of the sketches are like, well, there's a beginning and an end. It works. It's not great, but at least it fills the time. Yeah. That's that's usually towards the end. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is pretty early for it. So all right. Yeah, let's, let's put a time filler in. Yeah. What is it? The third sketch of the night? Yep. Yeah. Time for that. <laughs> yeah. Then you know it's gonna be a great episode. All right. Uh Thanksgiving Week Airport Parade, written by Mike Desenzo, Jimmy Fowley, Jake Norwin, Egon Wodum, Sarah Sullivan, and Bowen Yang. Two TSA agents played by Ego Wodum and Bowen Yang introduce various travelers as they host in Thanksgiving Week Airport Parade. Almost every cast member seemed like was in this, so I'm not even going to read all of the names. Jason Momoa plays a captain. Um, what did you guys think of this one? It's one of those sketches that did have a ton of cast members in it. Um, Keenan and Molly Carney and Punky and uh, Sarah Sherman. Like how he said he wasn't going to read the cast. Then. I, like, I was no, going to read. You know what? I'm going to do it. I've got it written down at what roles they actually played. I'm not going to read all those, but all of them were in there. What did you think of this? You know, I thought that this was a really good premise, and like they've done a couple different versions of this before. Halloween night. Uh, yeah, I like that. That C- one was okay. Central Park. The Central Park one was really funny. You really I, thought. That one. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I thought it was really pretty funny. Um, but it's this one. It just felt like they didn't really dig into. I think like the weirdness and like Agreed. how like how wild like traveling and being at airports during Thanksgiving week really is. Like it felt like they hit like the surface level stuff. It's like oh yeah, a crazy woman with her dogs and like just just the most simple stuff. And I felt like they could have gotten even more like into it deeper uh and i don't know what the fuck jason momoa was doing in this sketch but it was, he was playing a drunk it was not good he's not good at playing drunk and like his role in the sketch just felt like it was nothing to me um because and i, I was disappointed because i felt like oh yeah this is a really fun premise they could do some fun things with it, and it just it's done and then they, again we have another instance here of snl using a stale reference from something that went viral that woman uh, who was on tiktok yeah. shouting at nothing on the and plane that was a month ago that was that was in August actually. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, so I don't know if they just like if this was like an episode where like, uh, well, we don't really have much new Clean stuff. Let's, yeah, let's dig into the the old archives. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do wonder sometimes if they have episodes where it's like everyone's going. I've got nothing. Yeah, like, maybe I've got nothing. And okay, go to the newspapers, <laughs> read what happened a couple months ago, and I see also, what we did. I, I did like the joke where uh, Jason Momoa flipped uh, Ego the wings. And Bones like those are for children. Yeah, that was that That's was a that great was funny. Joke. I did like that joke. All right, moving on. This. Oh is- wait, that room's for breastfeeding. Oh, he was breastfeeding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that got that me was, as well. Yeah. That was also a good joke. All right, last week we didn't love the Please Don't Destroy sketch. Let's see what we think about it this week. Please Don't Destroy Ramen Order, uh, written by Martin Hurley, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall. Uh, Martin and Ben try to order some ramen while John realizes that his girlfriend is breaking up with him. Have you guys ever had this moment where you're with your buddies and you know you're 
you're you're joking around and something kind of serious happens, oh, but yeah. you're in the middle of something that's also you've got this side thing with your friends that you're trying not to laugh. This happened to me more when I was younger. I mm-hmm. felt like, but um, where it's like you're at a sleepover and your buddy just got yelled at by their parents, but you and your other buddies are still laughing because of what you guys were doing. Yeah, and you, also it's a little funny that you yep. you got laughed at, you know, and you're sitting yeah. there trying not to laugh, <laughs> yeah. but that's and only making it harder. And your buddies who got yelled at by their parents is trying to like you know be serious. Here, guys, we gotta guys, shut up. We, we really gotta shut like, up. Like, dad's gonna kill us. Okay, okay, Brian, we really need to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I kind of thought of when I thought of the sketch. What did you guys think of? I, I think that it's official that Please Don't Destroy is uh, in a rough patch. Yeah. Um, this was not, I didn't hate this by any means, but it was another sketch where like the premise just felt a little too simple and they didn't do much with it. And I was just, I was just like, oh, okay, this is fine, I guess, you know? For so, me, everything they do will always probably be in the top half of the sketches. Yeah. But it's not going to be in the top. They they haven't been in the top three yeah. sketches, which is really rare for them for me because I'm such a big fan. Yeah, and I I don't know. I was thinking about this this week, uh, Brad. What do you think? Because their movie just came out. Um, yeah, they're doing a lot of press for that. Fo- they're doing a ton of press. Do you think that took them away from some of this, or you know, I divided did, loyalties a little bit? I did think of that, and I I I did actually even mention that in my review that maybe they've just been busy doing press and talking about the movie and stuff like that. So maybe they haven't been devoting their full attention uh, to this. But like they should, though. I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just want them to be better. The Lonely Island wasn't great all the time. No, God, they, no. they definitely no, no, had no. they had definitely had duds, and so like it's fine. It's just it does seem like the past few episodes, the Please Don't Destroy sketches have just been oh, okay. just more basic and rudimentary. Yeah. where where it says SNL writing night, and it's like oh, I actually believe that this is exactly how this went down. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're just coming up with something last minute, and it's like all right, that'll work. Yeah, and I actually I mentioned that in my review too. I was like I was like this felt like. They they're like oh crap we need a sketch let's come up with something it's like granted that's kind of the premise for that's, all of their well, sketches of course they could work on something for four weeks and it's yeah. still supposed to be slapped right. together this one really felt like yeah that. but exactly. that's the brilliance of what they do because it does seem so absurd and they make it into something and they 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 escalate it so perfectly and just so skillfully that it takes a ton of skill to do it and so it just it was fine I did appreciate what they did with the music and how that enhanced the sure. comedy of like dramatically switching from the sad music I, to the I, I, upbeat listen, kind there, of stuff. There's stuff there though. Cause it's like, it is a premise that has comedy in it. Cause yeah. they're sitting there and they're like, like he's at the pork buns. Uh, he's at the pork buns and he goes, is it, you know, like it could be sweet and spicy. Wait, so about a basic girl with big butt. Is yeah. That <laughs> I wish they would have done that a lot more. Yeah. Like it would have just escalated it fully. And he, and then he never would have gotten it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I did watch their movie this week, by the way, and we'll talk Me about. We were supposed on... to watch it together, I fellas. As well. I, I, I did. You watch it. sons of bitches! <laughs> we'll, Whoa, we'll talk were, about it on our You Netflix. sons of bitches! We, we, can, we can still watch you it together. Dirty hey, I'll asses. still watch it with you. I'll still watch it with you. It's too late. Um, and we can. We, Wait, do you want to watch it with me? Yeah, and we'll talk about it on Go Flix Yourself, our other podcast. Aren't we supposed to talk about it on this podcast as well? It's not. It's not a. It's not it's a, a. Please don't destroy thing. It's produced by Lauren Michaels. All right, but what am I going to say on the other podcast? It's a new movie. People, it's a hot topic. People talking about it. It's on TV too. I don't think that's true. It's on Peacock. It's not TV. It's a TV app. It's not TV. It's HBO. (laughs) Moving on. What's next? All right. Weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Will you just do a really brief explanation of what the barometer is? Yeah. So the barometer is a scale of zero to one hundred, where how much interaction and and uh, like real camaraderie, subtext camaraderie, love. Not always subtext. Sometimes it's just the the, full regular text. Yeah. 
um, behind the line, behind, between the lines stuff a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 what's the inside baseball? Stolen stuff? glances. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stolen glances. I love that. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, I, I rate this episode uh, like an average one would be fifty. I no, think. that's not average. We're very rarely at fifty. Yeah. I, mean, oh, no, like, I think average is seventy five. Yeah. Oh no, I, I, I'm sorry. Sorry. Let me let me start over. Um, a a normal amount for Brad to be happy would be seventy five. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. This time around, I think I'm gonna go sixty five. Okay. I think we were at seventy five last week. Correct. I th- wasn't seventy five. Was it seventy? No one cares. Seventy. Okay. I'm gonna actually go. Slightly more because I thought there were some decent jokes in this one. Um, I told you about the Israel joke; I thought it was good. And but that's there, not what there, this is. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But yeah. listen, that but is but Col- I forgot what we're doing. No, 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 no. Colin Jost also had some jokes where I felt like he, he was self-deprecating, and those are always fun. It's not that's um, not that's not part of it. Wait, know, it is part of it. Actually, no, actually, the chemistry. No, uh, it's chemistry. Because uh, then when 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 Nate, Nate, when Colin Jost does it, then Michael Che laughs, and I know you like it when they laugh at each other. The whole time we've been doing the predometer, did you do you really think that it's he, he's factoring also in how good the weekend update is? No, no. Listen, listen. Because that's what it just made me sound like. Like no. it does influence his, but, but it doesn't. But listen, listen. It could be a shitty episode of weekend update, but they could have amazing chemistry nope. and get a hundred. No, nope. right? nope. That is that will not happen because if the predometer is high, the weekend update is going to be high. It's going to be good. No, you've that's... never. Have you ever had a high predometer and a bad weekend update? I, I do think what Nate is saying is, is somewhat correct because there is. I think the, yours influences nope. that. No, no, they, they, he doesn't need to yours. say anything more. No, no, what that, I said was there, correct. There is there is a correlation between typically the better weekend updates are the ones where there is more That's interaction point, between Joe and Shay. Cart horse, cart horse. So correct. So but, what but, I was getting but, at, no, what no, I was getting at, but, is <laughs> when Colin Jost makes fun of himself and when he has self-deprecating humor, Michael Che laughs, and they usually have a little bit of a look, a, a look, see at each other sure. or something like that. But the but the overall the, quality of weekend update has nothing to do with their character. Agreed. Exactly. Agreed. But again, the jokes and all these things do have a, a, a role in how they connect to each other. Yeah, they can. They can. Not always. So um, I'm gonna, back to my point, I'm going to go at 73%. Yeah, Ben was right. It was 65. You thought it was worse than last week. Yeah. I didn't. This wasn't much. There wasn't right, much moving going on. on. It, was, it was just another like, it's and, and this, this, this does go along with your correlation is that there wasn't a lot of interaction between them, and on top of that, the jokes also weren't like particularly great this week. I, I just was not like again. I wasn't impressed by Weekend Update this week. It's just like, eh, okay, fine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Benny? I know. I, I mean, um, the, the, you're right. The Israel joke was was funny. That was the best one. <laughs> it was the best one. Um, I did like Michael Chase setting the female audience up. I always like when he does that. Oh yeah, of course. I felt like Colin Joseph was having a little bit of fun on this. He was too because he did. Yeah, but I do have the perfect body. But that was yep, with the yep. George Santos. That's what I'm saying. Thing. I thought that. Um, well, so, yeah. I think we include those. I mean, the the predometer doesn't just go for the jokes; it goes for the whole weekend update, even in the fair. That's fair. Yeah, and um, I think that the uh, you can rethink if you want to rewrite it. <laughs> Bowen, <laughs> Bowen Yang's George Santos in this week edition of Weekend Update. Uh, was was pretty good actually. I thought. Yeah. No. Uh, All right. Let's I, get to that then, real quick. Yeah. So Bone Yang shows back up as uh, George Colin Santos. Jost interviews George Santos again, written by Allison Gates, Ken Sublet, Bone Yang, and Celeste Neem. They've done this before. My first, my first thought when he see Bone Yang roll in as George Santos is, okay, because they've done it so many times. Yeah. And again, just like James Austin Johnson's Trump, okay, 
But then sometimes these surprise you as, oh, actually, this one's still really clever. Yeah. And that's what this was. I still, I laughed a lot. Yeah. I thought this was great. And this this is one of those in, in things, too, where, like, they did inject a little more absurdity to it. Like, when they've done this before, it's about, sure, his his lies are outlandish, and, like, that's what he does. But, like, him holding up that baby. Baby and yeah, saying, like, it's and new a new iPhone baby. Yeah. Like, there, there was stuff like that yeah. that I, I, I appreciated, yeah. and I liked how silly yep. it got. All right, what did you think of the other ones? We got Draymond Green on his NBA suspension, written by Michael Che, Alex English, Gary Richardson, and Devin Walker. Yeah, I just learned that that's a person who exists. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Ben, you're an NBA fan. Yeah, you no, knew this. Draymond Green is a notoriously dirty player, uh-huh. and he's definitely fought his own teammates. Yeah, he's not a great guy, right? And so, I do really like. The, I did really like this as a, as somebody who follows the NBA pretty closely. I I did find it very funny. Um, I also like that he was taking everything as a compliment. That was funny. That was crazy. Because, like, yeah. like, like, you know, but you choked him out. Yeah, but I was trying to kill him. <laughs> so good. And then he, the, I, I left honestly hard when he got a, the little black book and started making notes. Yeah. I laughed really hard at that. Like, it's good. Like, I don't know. I actually, I was surprised. And it's probably because it's right at my wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, no, I, I did think that it was still funny. I just didn't know that that person existed. Oh, my God. And did you know, but you, did you see the clip no, that was viral? No, I didn't actually. Yeah. He went through and he's had beef with this other player for a long time. Yeah. And so there was like a, a quasi fight that was happening. So Draymond Green just ran through the fight to the other side of the fight to Rudy Gobert and put him in a chokehold. Like, I'm going to kill you. I mean, and it really didn't have much to do with the fighter. Kudos to that to him, was, though, for, for just going for it. Just taking. You know what? <laughs> you see, he saw his opportunity and he yeah. went for it. Oh, so funny. And then finally, the last weekend update bit. Remember Lizards on being a backup musical guest written by Andrew Dismukes, James Austin Johnson, and Slesneem. Um, I don't care. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, I thought yeah, it was I great. It. <laughs> it was one of actually my favorite this, things in the whole. Yeah, this was one of the best things in the entire episode. Dude, this reminded me of the Bon Jovi cover band a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Which just I want that. At Basically, all. I'm I'm now to the point where like I I'm a I'm getting excited whenever James Austin Johnson and Andrew Dismuke yeah, together are, are doing together. something together. They're a great pairing. But then even more so as a subcategory of that, if they're doing something musical together, I'm I'm definitely excited about it. The fact that Dismukes doesn't even try to sing. <laughs> yeah, and he just yells. <laughs> It's and like the la- like I'm like, do they really need it? Because like, to be I- fair, Imagine Dragons is their fresh air of yelling as well. So the when when you break down this this bit, um, they they do it twice, and I thought that was gonna be it. Yeah. So they do a third song, and I'm like, really? <laughs> but then when he yell, what he yells, right? It's like, hot, what is it? Hot magma. Like you hit three words for fire, basically, yeah. and I lost my mind. I thought it was so fucking funny. It was really yeah, good. It was really. I good. like this a lot. All right, moving on. Castaway, written by Mike DeCenzo, Jake Norwin. Uh, I'm going to say Kara O'Sullivan because I think I'm pronouncing it wrong every time. Um, concept by Breck Denny and Jake Nordwin. A man played by Jason Momoa reunites with his ex, played by Chloe Feynman, after a long time apart due to a shipwreck. This comes as a shock to Feynman's character's husband, Andrew Smukes. This is not a concept that has been uh, foreign to SNL where you've got a weakened husband or male that interacts with a former partner or something like that, and yeah. they're kind of cucked as it goes with What this. I was surprised by is that they lifted this directly from Castaway, a movie that yep. came out in the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit that they called it Castaway. I'm like, yeah. you could have just created something new and it would have been fine, yeah. right? I mean, um, and as far as I remember, too, even Chloe Fineman's hairstyle is like Helen Hunt's hairstyle in that scene from Castaway. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about that one, Benny? Uh, I I don't I I get the premise right of of like oh let's do a sketch, 
where there is a very normal looking husband, and of course Jason Momoa is a sex object, right? Like, is they, he, were, is they, he? they were gonna do, do people that. find him attractive or no? They were gonna do that. Um, I love Dismukes taking off his shirt. I love, I loved watching. I loved them. how the audience cheered for that oh too. My God. Yeah, and like I love the push up contest part of it. Like I, I loved that interaction. It's everything else was fine. It, it, it was too. I could honestly though, I could have written this. I felt like Momoa kind of whiffed it a little bit. He like he was not just on the ball tonight. It, it, so okay, you know what? We'll save it. Circle back. I've got notes. Okay, um, but yeah, I, I would have put this though. I thought this was better, or they executed it better. Even though it is a little bit of a paint by numbers, I thought this was better than the nightclub line one. So I would oh, have put this. Sure. Or I would have put this one earlier no, dis, in the episode. Just mukes alone made made yep. this uh, Dude, still enjoyable. I still, this just goes to show you that that any member now, in my opinion, most members of the cast can can save a sketch. Mm-hmm. And they've, it's, they've it, got it a used to just be great Keenan. sketch. Or or Chris Red with his or crazy eyes, yeah. And now or or, or AD Bryant uh, or Cecily Strong. Now you look at it and go, okay, Marcelo Hernandez can save a sketch. Yep. Sarah Sherman can save a sketch. Boney, it's a dismukes. They all have this ability, and you're starting to see the confidence. Yep. And that part makes me so happy because even though the sketch wasn't amazing, I still picked out good things about it that I was entertained enough by. Yeah. I will say that Momoa was off in this version of it, whatever. Um, but man. Give I'm, me, I'm g- holding my breath me, to, give to me hear my your boy, notes. My boy dismukes. Mm-hmm. Give me more dismukes. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm holding my breath to hear your, your notes later. All right. Uh, moving on. Untold Battle of the Sexes, written by Mike Desenzo, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall. For those of you who don't know, you probably do. Those are the Please Don't Destroy guys. Jake Norbin and Sarah Sherman. Anytime the, the Please Don't Destroy guys are paired with Sarah Sherman, it's always interesting. A woman portrayed by Sarah Sherman challenges the biggest man in Texas, played by Jason Momoa, in the year 1969. You want to try that again? I'm sure he was the biz- biggest man in Texas. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, it does not say Texas. <coughs> a woman portrayed by Sarah Sherman challenges the biggest man in tennis, Jason Momoa, in the year 1969. The sketch also includes Heidi Gardner, James Austin Johnson, Ego Wodum, and Chloe Feynman, with Feynman briefly playing feminist icon Gloria Steinman. Andrew Smukes and Devin Walker make an appearance in the sketch as well as fans. Uh, did you guys uh, did you guys watch the movie Battle of the Sexes? I did, and it's it's pretty is good. It, is it yeah. pretty good? Uh, Emma Stone and Steve Carell are both great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this I didn't is, I didn't see it. I should. This I is thought, yeah. this is clearly riffing on that, uh, but with an episode of Untold, the Netflix sports documentary series. Um, and I really like this. Uh, this was kind of similar to the sketch earlier tonight with the the vintage film reel. The production design really helps us. And whenever they yep. do like a uh, a pre recorded sketch and it's meant to emulate like certain film styles, they're really good. They're at very it. very good at that with the film grain and the filters and just how that how they shot like it felt like a yeah. real netflix documentary the, this is why it's snl yeah. rather than some sketch comedy yeah. show but then the, but the fact that it was just all of this build-up for such an absurdly silly and gory <laughs> moment <laughs> i'm so sorry <coughs> i'm sorry it's fine the fact that it was all build up for this absurdly silly and gory moment of just watching this tennis ball just go right through her mid midsection was like perfectly Sarah Sherman, like just hilarious. Like I love when she gets to do stuff like this. I mean, it's like she. I mean, she's not gonna keep going, right? And dismukes, right? She's got a hole in her, man. <laughs> so and doing that shot through, through her yeah, hole, the hole too. So 
So at first I thought I, I wasn't necessarily as on board with the grotesque of it right away because in my head I was like, I don't know if it would have been funnier to just have him hit her with a tennis ball and then she like throws up on herself. That was something like more grounded, right? <laughs> and she's and then it would make more sense that she would try to keep going. And it's like I I now I just feel like I'm beating a woman. Or mm-hmm. I just think that there's more there. The but of course this is Sarah Sherman all day long. The, the absurdness. Yeah. I and again the please destroy guys they just I they work together. Definitely did not see the head coming off. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm like, what else are they gonna do? Another hole, and then they'll do something. Nope, popping the head off, and then the uh, the corpse is trying to play tennis. Like <laughs> I was out loud laughing. I loved it as well. I just yeah. thought it was absurd. It Love. was it was a breath of fresh air in an episode of just it was so surprisingly paint by fun. numbers. Yeah, the back opinion. half of the episode really picked up for me. I think mm-hmm. yeah, because of the castaway sketch. The castaway sketch uh, was a liftoff for me. Mm-hmm. A liftoff. Okay. <laughs> All right. Finally, cab driver Mr. Gustafson, played by Jason Momoa, has poor health while driving a passenger, Keenan Thompson, in a taxi. Go Odom's voice is his doctor. Um, what did you guys think of this one? Hey, you know how it's uh, oh, it's really uncomfortable to hear other people's uh, medical stuff? Uh, let's do a whole sketch on that like it's never been done before. Now, now, I will say, I didn't have a problem with the premise. Because there were things in here that could have been like there were a couple of funny bits that they could have absolutely escalated it. This could have been. This could have been. I, I don't a, think there was an escalation though. I, I don't like. I don't think there is a way to escalate. Yeah, it. like Momoa was dumb from the get go, and like it was. You, you sorry, gave I away. Apologize, I apologize. They're, they're they're not escalation in this case, but clever turns of phrase and things like sure. that can be done. And sure. they did a few of them, but they really could have done more. They needed some more characters. They needed something to add to it to give because I, I don't mix. mind when you're doing like you know if the if the doctor's gonna tell you yeah you have a negative a negative it tested negative like it, it went in, up inside you and he's like oh yeah no there's stuff there that's funny it just momoa just kind of didn't do a good job it, yeah it, his delivery wasn't very good i don't know it just not even keenan could save the sketch and keenan was being pretty funny like his re- his reactions were very perfectly keenan it's the kind of stuff that i you, love to laugh at him do for you doing. think the plastic was supposed to come off all the way it does seem like it i mean because he, he the way he looked at it at first if, if it wasn't he played it off it was awesome. like it was yeah. part of the sketch it was so yeah good. nate i thought it was fine I, I didn't think it was great i thought it was kind of with the other sketches yeah it was not, on the, on the, it, on the lower end. Yeah, it wasn't paint by numbers necessarily because there was something at least in here that wasn't. I've I haven't seen it every you know episode or every couple episodes. It, it just like you said, they took a funny joke or a funny bit, and you needed some other characters to add to it, and it just wasn't enough to fill out a whole yeah, sketch. I, I just if you're gonna do stuff like that where you're like you have hepatitis gold, right? You should just constantly be going for the joke. Then, if you're going to do it, yeah. do it. You know, uh, I would have. There was room there for them to do something like, you know, you have hepatitis gold. Yep, chlamydia platinum. Yep, like there was a room. Yeah. There was room for like a, a rattling off. Yeah, which would have been even better. But I still, I still laughed enough where I didn't hate the sketch. All right, I, before we get into our our best of for the night, I I, I do want to point out. I, I don't know if you guys watched the Good Nights. Um, but uh, he's strong. He's very strong. He picked up uh, what was it, Ego and uh, Chloe at the same time. That's not what I was going to get. Oh, at. sorry. I was going to get at Colin Joe's holding up a sign that says "We love you, Dana and Paula," referring oh, to yeah. the death oh, yeah. of former longtime cast member well, Dana Carvey's like son Dex earlier in the week. And I just thought um, it's it's worth pointing out. Um, Dana Carvey had such a, an incredible role on the show and still honestly does with the podcast he hosts, bringing in former cast members and, f- f- you know, all, all the other lighting directors, these kind of things. 
And I was just, I was so sad to hear this. And if you follow Dana Carvey on, on um, Twitter at all, um, he's heartbroken. Oh yeah, for it's sure. Just, it's just awful. So yeah. I just and feel his, so terrible. His son was, uh, he, he was only in his early thirties. Right? Yeah. And 32, he loved, yeah. if you've ever listened to his podcast, he loves yeah. his two sons. And he did, he did comedy too. And so, and he, uh, it was an accidental overdose. So it's not like, you know, he did did this on purpose and you know killed himself on on and was trying to do it it's uh yeah it's it's really really sucks but that was that was a very nice gesture on behalf of uh colin yeah absolutely and i i do love how snl is a family that carries on generation to generation kind of uh, like how we're a family so uh <laughs> moving on <laughs> you want to talk about sketches or can i, can I talk about jason Momoa? my favorite right. sketch was wait uh, no do you do you want to get into ben your i kind of do actually yeah okay oh, get into your notes ben's bitch in corner no so <sighs> And I could be totally off base here, but I feel like this is gonna this is a slam, man. I, this is a hot take. Oh no, Jason Momoa has this unearned confidence about being a host. Like he the whole time just was smug about how like well he was doing and how how much a part of the show he is and all. This. He dude, you, you got to be better than this if you're gonna be that because like he didn't he wasn't good. But every time that he was on there, in the, even the good nights, he's like bowling people over and hugging them, and this is the best thing ever. It's like, man, like, see, I don't, think, I don't, I don't, don't want to say unearned confidence because I, I do think that he has earned the confidence he has, and I, I think I'm talking about on SNL. No, no, specifically. no, 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 no. I know and, he's I, definitely earned my respect everywhere. No, else. but what, that's what I think it is. Those, I think it's just his overall confidence in general, and the fact sure. that he was clearly just having a good time. Sure. And I think that that's really what where the confidence would play. I don't think it's confidence of like, man, we're doing so well. It's just like no matter what, he's having a good time. It's that thing like you said at the top of the show. I'm I'm loving life. That that's what it was. It's just him I really really being what? into what's happening. I don't, I don't like it. No, no, I don't disagree because I was like, I was like, man, I wish this was better so I could enjoy this with you. Yeah, you're having the time of your life. I'm not, right? You're like, oh, it must be life to wake up every morning and love your well, life. What did like, you want him to do though? I ju- be better in the sketches. Like, like, don't. don't that, and I will no, and I agree with Ben too because if you, I, I went back and I looked at uh, some of the the good stuff from his first time hosting back in 2018, and he was great yeah. in that episode. It was a really good Christmas episode. And the this, elf, the elf sketch was incredible. Yeah, was, and he this, was, he this was dialed in. This felt like he was as nervous as he w- should have been his first time hosting, and, so, and and he wasn't very good. And so, if you are going to backslide. But still have the confidence of somebody who's like gonna be the next Justin Timberlake. I don't. I don't. This doesn't vibe with me. I just don't like it. Yeah. That yeah. and that's what I have to say about that. I I would feel that way more if I thought the sketches were worthy of a good performance. But I think a lot of the sketches weren't that great. Yeah, I don't think it's entirely his fault either yeah. necessarily because the sketches weren't necessarily weren't good. It's not like he failed the good sketches either. Um, in 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 the show, it was just a, a mix of you know a variety of bad. Okay. You know, agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, what did you guys think of the overall episode? Okay, not great. Just so I would say probably on the lower end. It's not the worst of the season, no. though. It's it's probably like second or third. Yeah, I don't know. I it, it is it is probably second for me. It's pretty close to the bottom. Pete Davidson's great. not great. Um, so yeah, I I just didn't think it was great. I was kind of disappointed in this one. So then it's harder to pick than your your cast member of the night, your MVP. Oh, this one was actually easy for me. Okay, go ahead. Bo and Yang all day long. Okay, he did the most by far. He he tried his best in the cold open as the panda. He did the he brought an extra level of snarkiness to the uh, frames. The per vintage second video one. one. Uh, he was funny in he the Thanksgiving fu- sketch. Funny weekend update. He, yeah. he killed it. 
Um, he, uh, yeah, so all of those reasons, he really did a lot for this episode. Yeah, I I agree. It's Bowen Yang for me as as the uh, the is the MV- villain as the MVP. The only other one I thought I picked Bowen Yang as well. The only other thought I I would maybe entertain is Andrew Dismukes because he did a couple yeah. really good things yeah, as well. Yeah, sure. he would have been very um, close. Yeah, if, if the he, weekend if, update bit was great. The um, yeah, and the taking the, the shirt off next to the Bo castaway thing. If he, well. if he would have done a, a little, little bit more, more yeah. I think I'm sorry, it, yeah. sorry, bent I mean, in a little bit more. Right, yeah. he was in. I mean, he didn't have main roles, but he was in Untold Battle of the Sexes. Obviously, he starred in Castaway. He starred in the uh, Weekend Update bit. He was in the Thanksgiving Week Airport Parade and the uh, reporter in the Baby Panda one. Yeah. I mean, so he was in a decent amount, but he yeah. didn't have really important roles in right. most of those. So, Sketch of the Night. Untold, easily. Yeah, Battle of the Sexes. That's what I, I See, I, I really liked it, but I, I think that I, I just really enjoyed the premise of the frames per second one like i just really like that was your favorite of the night then i don't know i'm like i just i like that it's so i just don't remember the last time i saw something so clever like they just don't do that kind of thing and i just thought that the the you know i'm probably still gonna give it to the the battle of the sexy thing just because that was it made me laugh the most yeah because even even taking that into consideration i would still put remember lizards as second place well see but you you've told me that i'm not allowed to do that because that's not a sketch. No, no, I'm just saying. I think it's funnier. Yeah, so. but, but you said that that doesn't count. You, but I would you, rather you, you break the rules. Told me, you can't do that, Ben. And I go, it's still a bit. And you're like, no, that's what we can do here. It's not the sketch of the night. You've literally said that on the show, and I will not tolerate you. But I would rather breaking you, the rules. Now. But I would rather you break the rules than try and put a mediocre sketch in the top slot. Well, this has been the ten to one. <laughs> you know, one of the things I was most disappointed in is there. There wasn't a great Thanksgiving sketch in this. You know they. they oh yeah. The, the yeah. Usually the travel the one, episodes like they they there's lean a into di- it. There's a one around the table. Oh, yeah. Thing. What about the one where uh, you know Joe Biden has to partner Turkey, but he can't physically lift the axe because he's old. Because he's super old. They did do the Thanksgiving parade travel one. It just wasn't Which like a wasn't home relevant run. to me because I don't travel on Thanksgiving. Well, I'm, you don't I'm need sure. you don't need you to understand the vibe. I know, but I just it, I think you do, Brad. I, I feel like there's. I'm not president, but I understand. I know, but I, it about. just wasn't that great then. I mean, it just wasn't very funny. So. But um, yeah, thanks, I just I missed I missed. Usually, there's more than one on more than one Thanksgiving schedule. No, usually, yeah. especially the episode right before Thanksgiving, it's usually like basically a full on Thanksgiving episode. You know what, Brad? No, wait a minute. Yeah, I gotta uh, go back hold here. Hold on, he's got where you No, just because you're like oh, I remember wait. multiple times this episode. Where, like, I'm like, well, Momoa has this under confidence. Like, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's fair because it wasn't his fault. Then you specifically said the monologue was shit. I don't no, know. No. I don't know what he was doing in that airport sketch. No, no, no. He was the worst part no, about no. that. What I, what I, he was not very good in this episode. But what I'm saying is, I don't think it's entirely his fault that the that the sh- the episode was bad. I'm just pointing to the two he was, areas that you said. No, were no. Bad. He was he was he was certainly not good. I don't think the monologue is necessarily his fault either because it didn't seem like the writers really did fucking anything for him. <laughs> <laughs> what if you found out that he wrote the mom joke? Like that would be, won't you? <laughs> It'd be like, oh, you know MVP. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what do we? We don't have an, an episode next week. We're a week off here, and then we'll two be... weeks off. <laughs> We're not doing is this it, again. Is it really two weeks off or no? Are we take. We have two weeks until okay. we have oh, another. Okay, no. All right. So we've got one week of no episode. Then we'll be back, everyone. Yes. And then who's who's the host? Emma Stone. Emma Stone is hosting on December. With Noah Khan. I'm so excited about Noah Khan. I, I don't know who it so is. Much. I don't know who that is. He's is so good. I'm going to send you guys some music. It's so good. Are they related so to Shao Kahn? No. Is it sad? It's from Mortal Kombat. I mean, are there some sad songs? Yes. Yeah, so is, it's just a real sad uh, artist that Nate loves. Is he <laughs> compare him to somebody, Nate? Sam uh, Smith. He's, he's like a. 
folk artist. So you, actually, Brad, so that's a genre. Yeah, compare him to somebody. Jeff Tremaine. I, I don't know who to compare him to. Um, Soggy Bottoms. Hozier. No, no, no. He's more Sia? folky than that. Mumford um, and the Sons. You just keep saying things, and I can't think. Every Ray Lamontagne. Nope, uh, he's not as bluesy as Ray. Jason Lamontaine Mraz. Gets. Nope, not as poppy Bruno as Mars. Jason Mraz gets. I can't um, anything. I, I will send you some songs, and you'll like it. So, All right, John Mayer. We'll be no. back in two weeks after a new episode of Saturday Night Live. Off? We're off uh, one week. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks. Do you uh, have any announcing anybody else or no? No, that's it so far. Okay, and that's enough. That's enough. Five Timers Club? She is going to the Five Timers Club. That's enough. That'll be fun. Enough. You might maybe edit that. Enough. <laughs> I don't know why you're saying it, though. I, I'm just, I'm just, but not, he corrected not, me. She's he, not in Barbie. Or... I know, but I just... I just... <laughs> Thank Fine. you. Or, I love you so much. You have the unearned confidence of a young Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, hey, where can people find you online? Slashfilm.com. Check out my reviews the morning after new episodes of Saturday Night Live. And check me out on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. Uh, X.com. X.com. Twitter.com. <laughs> uh, ben, are you, are you, have you made it to the internet yet? I don't care. I love you so much, buddy. I love you too, buddy. We're on the internet. Go to the 10 to1.com. Uh, like and rate us. We do appreciate all of that. Share the podcast with other SNL fans or just on your Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah, honestly, it makes our whole. Yeah, reviews, week. honestly. If you give us a review, if you want to give us a great Christmas present, uh, write a review. Comment on anything that we do, like literally on Instagram or on Facebook. Just drop a comment. I really liked X Sketch. I will read that and I will smile. Like, yeah, I Every love time. hearing it. It's real bonerific. <laughs> right. I don't get an actual. Okay, you know what, Nate? Let's just close it out. Yeah, hey, we're 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 honestly grateful for all the listeners we have and we uh, love yeah, doing we're this. We're very thankful. Um, I, I, that's what I'm doing. I'm no, going th- thankful. Yeah, because grateful. I mean, grateful. I mean, I grateful also means thankful. Um, so I'm grateful for you guys. Thanks. I am grateful for Thanks. our other podcasts and our listeners, and I'm grateful for SNL. Hey, I'm, I'm grateful for you guys. I'm thankful for uh, Heidi Gardner. Okay. And <laughs> how funny she is, and wonderful. And if she would just return my letters, that'd be great. Yeah. No, we did get a season to sister. That's true. All right. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>